The Holy Gospel according to St. John, the third chapter. The Father loves the Son and has put everything in his hands. The one who believes in the Son has eternal life, but the one who rejects the Son will not see life. Instead, God's wrath remains on him. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God the Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. It is customary for the family to provide input as to the hymns and the scripture readings that are used during the funeral service, and so it is also today. The hymns were chosen by the family The readings also were from their input, especially the second reading from Ephesians about marriage, and that was because Larry and Jeanette were married for 57 years. And the gospel reading today, John 3, 36, was chosen because Lance saw this reference on a billboard when he learned that his father had died. I'm grateful for the input. These are all fine selections, teaching us much. And that, I believe, is one of the most important opportunities that a funeral can provide. We can learn from God's word stuff that will help us poor sinners escape God's judgment by believing in Jesus. But I've had to, lot, had to put a lot of thought into what I'd like to say this morning. Sometimes we pastors have to work harder at some sermons compared to other sermons, and this is a sermon that I have thought a lot about. I'd like to speak with you especially about one thing that's been on my mind, and I've really wanted to do justice to what is said in John 3, 35 to 36. The Father loves the Son and has put everything into his hands. The one who believes in the Son has eternal life, but the one who rejects the Son will not see life. The wrath of God remains on him instead. Those are very strong words, full of truth. They're blunt words, you might say. The one who believes in the Son has eternal life, but the one who rejects the Son will not see life. Instead, the wrath of God remains on him. So what are we to make of these words? And what are we to make of these words even when it comes to Larry? Larry grew up Catholic, But then he wasn't much of a churchgoer for most of his adult life. Forgive me for being a little blunt, but that wasn't right. It's not hard for a person to say that he or she believes in Jesus, but I'm not sure what that means if that person at the same time doesn't ever want to hear what Jesus has said or gather together with fellow believers or receive the Lord's Supper. A disciple, a follower of Jesus, is a student, 
one who receives Jesus' words and puts his or her trust in him. But about a year and a half ago, things changed in this regard with Larry, and I won't go into all the details about how that all came about, but Larry and Jeanette agreed to receive catechism instruction from me, and we spent many hours together. We thoroughly went through the Ten Commandments and the Creed and the Lord's Prayer and the Sacraments. And these are the essential teachings of Christianity. And at the end of that instruction, Larry was free to continue on as he had before. Nobody forced Larry to do anything. But he voluntarily and solemnly declared that he believed And what the catechism teaches is true, he solemnly said. And he became a member of this congregation. And from that point onward, he regularly confessed his sins. He was absolved. He received the Lord's Supper. He received the Lord's Supper, in fact, just about a week before he died. Now, what is important about everything that I have just said is not that he accomplished anything. What's important is not even him becoming a member of this congregation. What's important behind all of that activity was that God's truth from the scriptures were being delivered to Larry. God in his providence caused this truth of the scriptures to be taught to him, and I was just but one instrument that God used for that process. And God gave Larry the gift of faith to make that truth his own. And what is the content of this truth that Larry made his own? Well, you heard the heart of it in our gospel reading. The father loves the son and has put everything into his hands. The one who believes in the Son has eternal life, but the one who rejects the Son will not see life. Instead, the wrath of God remains on him. Or, there is an excellent description of God's truth just a little bit earlier in John chapter 3. God loved the world in this way, that he sent his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send his Son into the world, to condemn the world, but that the world might be saved through him. Knowing that God has wrath, that is, anger, because of our sins, that is not something that is commonly known, and that is not something that is commonly believed. You have to be taught that. And understanding the love that God has for us sinners so that we do not perish eternally as we deserve. That especially is not common knowledge. In fact, none of us, including myself, truly understand that love of God. Only now is Larry gaining a fuller understanding of that love. He understands the love of God now better than any of us, including me, Better than any of us because he now sees God. And sin and doubt no longer get in the way. 
Now, maybe everything I've said so far might strike some of you as strange, as not really being Larry. You didn't know Larry as a churchgoer. Isn't this pastor just blathering on about his own stuff and not giving a fitting tribute to Larry? Just this last week, for example, I heard from a former co-worker that Larry was quite the electrician. Shouldn't we be saying more about that kind of stuff? And I can understand someone thinking that. I'm not really getting at who Larry is, but perhaps... Let me give you another way of thinking about it. Do any of us really know one another? We know ourselves somewhat, but that's not really what other people know. We show a certain side of ourselves to others, but we all know that there are things within ourselves that nobody else knows. Nobody else, that is, besides God. God, in fact knows each of us better than we know ourselves. God knowing us better than we know ourselves can actually be a very frightening thought. There are things that we've done that nobody else knows about. We'd be deeply ashamed if anybody else found out, and all the while, of course, God knows full well what we've done. What does God think about us, knowing all this? But listen to what the angel said on Christmas night. I talked to Larry about this the last time I saw him, the day before he died. It was the day after Christmas. Now, Jesus was born, and the angel came to announce to the shepherds that fact. And when the the shepherds saw the angel, they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. For behold, I bring you glad tidings of great joy, which shall be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. Do not be afraid. A Savior has been born for you. God knows us better than we know ourselves, and nothing is secret to him. And yet God has a strange love for us sinners. The glad tidings of great joy, which is for all people, is that Jesus is the Savior of sinners. Jesus took on himself our sins, suffering and dying in our place, being crushed by the wrath of God for the sins that we've committed. In this way, reconciliation has been brought about between us sinners and God. And therefore, even though we are sinners... When we believe in Jesus, we may even enjoy the thought that God knows everything about us. Yes, God knows our sins, but for those who believe and are baptized, the wrath of God is not upon them. Those sins have been forgiven. All the relationships that you all have had with Larry are important and they are good, they are gifts from our generous God. But Larry's relationship with God is even more important, just as your relationship with God is the most important. The truth of God that Larry heard and received and confessed as his own is also available to you. 
Imagine God knowing everything about you, absolutely everything, more than anyone can possibly know about you, including yourself, and yet God receiving you and welcoming you because you repent and believe in Jesus. And this is not something that just must be left to the imagination. It is the truth. The reconciliation is real. Jesus has made it so by his death and his resurrection. So there is no higher or better or profounder thing that I can say about Larry than that God has taken Larry to himself in peace. This is not his own accomplishment, but it's God's good accomplishment. Jesus did it all. He died for him. He brought the word to him. He caused the faith to believe in Jesus. Larry is someone for whom Christ died. And Christ has died for all of you as well. And he did this to set you free from death and hell. And so we will commit Larry's body to the ground today in the sure and certain hope of the resurrection of that body on the last day. God's goodness and mercy has overflowed for Larry, and the way that Larry received that goodness and mercy is through the truthfulness of God's word in his scriptures and in his sacraments. And may you also receive that truth of God so that you may be reunited with Larry, but actually even more importantly, that you may see God, the peace of God that transcends all understanding. Keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus.